other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Obviously, a very rough weekend in terms of the horrible news out of the Middle East. We're going to bring you an update on that a little bit later. And any news that transpires over the course of the next four hours, we're going to bring it to you. But I don't want to forget that today is a holiday, and I don't want to forget that the name of that holiday is, in fact, Columbus Day. I was uh, at the library with my son and my wife on Saturday, and it had a notice informing us that on Monday that the library would be closed in observance of Italian Heritage and Indigenous Peoples Day. Same day, Monday, October 9th. And I just think that is such a shame. In just a minute, I'm going to tell you why I think Columbus Day is still important and why people should celebrate it. It's something that I feel pretty strongly about. And it has nothing to do with being of Italian descent. I think I would feel the same way no matter what my ethnicity. I'll tell you why in a moment. But I also want to make you aware of uh, some special programming that we have here on WABC. I will be broadcasting live from the Columbus Day Parade at 5th Avenue and 59th Street this afternoon from noon until 3 p.m. Not only will I be on, but uh, Andrew Giuliani will be on. Borough President Vito Fasella, of course, John Katsimatidis, Al D'Amato, Curtis Sliwa, Angelo Vivolo from the Columbus Citizens Foundation, Vinny Madugno, a lot of great leaders who happen to be of Italian descent, but a lot of great leaders, period. There's no telling what can happen, and we'll tell you who's walking in the parade. We'll try and grab as many people as we can and talk to them. It's going to be a fun show and an appropriate way of celebrating Columbus Day. I love Columbus Day, and I'm honored to be part of this WABC Coverage this afternoon. I hope you'll tune in from noon until 3 p.m. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. 77 Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on 77. WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Obviously, we're having a lot of discussion about Israel this week, appropriately so. You might remember that CUNY Law School commencement a few months ago where one of the graduates, Fatima Musa Muhammad, went on this rant that can really only be described as anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, not just that, but uh, referring to the NYPD as fascist. And a lot of folks were wondering, what was going to be done this time around to make sure that no one gives a hate-filled speech when they're graduating from CUNY Law School this time. Well, the New York Post reported over the weekend that CUNY Law has quietly eliminated student speakers from next year's commencement, and this comes with very little fanfare. In a statement, the school said it would still allow student speakers at pre-commencement events, but that it's committed to ensuring a welcoming commencement ceremony. I do have to say, I have mixed feelings about this. I think it's great that you're trying to combat hate speech at graduation ceremonies, but I don't know that this really solves the problem. Also, what about all of the many responsible student speakers 
speakers that could give a speech without bashing anyone. Why not simply allow the students to make a speech, but that the speech has to be vetted? And if that speech is not approved by a faculty member, and that faculty member doesn't make sure that there's not any content that is hate-filled, then they can't give it. But I don't see why every future law school graduate should be penalized by not hearing one of their peers give a speech. Also, I think this underscores that there really needs to be a commitment to change. This, to me, as Ina Vernikov, the city council member from Brooklyn, has said, who's Jewish, this, to me, looks more like a response to CUNY's own PR failures. How about improving the process of education about people from different backgrounds so that folks don't view people that aren't like them this way in the first place? I understand why they're doing this. I understand they want to eliminate controversy, but I believe in free speech. I believe in student speech. I think it's possible to allow students to speak at the commencement and have some sort of safeguards in place to make sure the remarks they give aren't filled with hate towards any group. I think this is something that almost every school has figured out a way to master before, and I'm not sure why CUNY Law School is having such a tough time. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. So on Friday afternoon, I was walking with my son to a store in the neighborhood. We were going to go meet some friends. And I see all by my house, Highland Boulevard is closed off. And I see there's something along the lines of five, six, seven police cars. And it's a really sad situation because it turns out that there was a 13-year-old boy who was stabbed to death on a city bus around the corner from my house. Police said the teenager was killed during an argument on the bus that may have been gang related. Here was one of the witnesses on that bus. They started yelling at each other. I guess they knew each other, had beef or something. And he walked over and pulled a knife out of his pocket and grabbed them and started stabbing them. He screamed, uh, help, somebody call the cops, I can't breathe. And my wife and I both said the same thing. When we looked at the images of this boy, we just think of our own son. I mean, to think that there are 13-year-olds stabbing one another, it's enough to make you shudder. I don't have the answer here. I think uh, clearly there's something that needs to be done about uh, children carrying weapons. Clearly there's something that needs to be done about gangs. But what is going on in the home? What is going on in the home where you have a 13-year-old that thinks it's okay to be part of a gang, to flash gang signs, and carry a knife to school, and because you get into an argument with someone that might be in a rival gang, to stab that person to death? I cannot imagine where these people went wrong. And I'm listening to the relatives of this 13-year-old boy that was tragically killed, and they're talking about him like like an angelic figure. And obviously everybody views their own loved one that way, especially once they're the victim of something like this. And look, I don't know if this young man was involved in gang activity or something along those lines, or if he was just a total victim of bullying or something along those lines. I will tell you this, though. In reading what these people have to say about the relatives of a 13-year-old, 
It makes me think of my own son. It makes me think of my own relatives. And to see this happen around the corner from my house, it really makes me want to cry. I hope we can do something to get a handle on this. I don't know what. I hope we can do something. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. My friend Sid Rosenberg did a wonderful day-long tribute to his former partner Bernard McGurk on Thursday. And he was kind enough when he interviewed Brian Kilmeade on Friday to actually mention me. Well, they both were. I think the guy that really stole the show was Frank Morano. And why is that? Because Frank Morano talked about me. <laughs> this was a Bernie remembrance show, but Frank Morano found a way to say, hey, love Bernie, talented guy, we all miss him. But how about Sid? Bernie passes away, and Sid's got the number one show in the world. So I, uh, I thanked Frank, of course, this morning when I saw him. And I said, Frank, you know, I thought of all the interviews I heard about this whole, my friend Nancy Mace, who was on with me twice this week already, of all the interviews I heard, I think you and Kilmeade did the best job. He goes, funny you mentioned Brian Kilmeade. I said, why is that? He said, well, you know, last Friday, I know, I know, Atlantic City, Brian had to take two cars, three boats, six buses, <laughs> but he made his way through the rainstorm to Atlantic City, and supposedly he was awesome. Got a new book coming out, Teddy Roosevelt, Booker T. Washington, all that good stuff. And he said, you know, he, he was kind enough, too, after this great show, to walk over to everybody and sign their books. And I go, I'm not surprised. Kill Me Eat is a, a man of the man. People love him. He said, yeah. And he goes, he signed my book. I said, okay, great. He said, yeah. You want to know what he wrote? I go, why would I care? He goes, well, you may when you hear what he wrote. I said, sure. What did Brian wrote? Right, I should say. And according to Morano, uh, the exact quote from Brian Kilmeade that he wrote in Morano's book is, quote, better than Sid. Is that true, Brian? Yeah, I was trying to make him feel better. His wife was there. And, you know, I just said, I know you guys are arch rivals. And I'll make it, but I'll write something even oh, more God. promising for you when oh, you God. go and purchase a book. I'm not going to give you another book. You got to go purchase it at Barnes and Noble or another reputable bookstore. Oh, don't, don't wait for the sale, uh, the sale card either. So I did write that and I knew that it was going to come back to me. A second I wrote it, I go, this probably wasn't smart. And I go because oh, Sid God. is so sensitive, yeah. and the and the rivalry between you two is yeah. so There's strong. There's no rivalry. No, 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 no. no. You know, there it's kind of like no, it's kind of like the Red Sox and the Yankees. Like the Yankees would win the, championships every year. The fans didn't care. The Red Sox until 2004, they never won. They would consider it a rivalry. So in that example, in that scenario, I'm the Yankees and Frank's Boston. I mean, I love him dearly. He's a tremendous talent and a super guy. But in fact, nobody rivals me. Nobody. Okay. I, I mean, he feels differently. <laughs> right, because so. he's the Red Sox guy. I'm the Yankee right. guy. <laughs> I appreciate the shout out, gentlemen. Very kind, but I am going to take Brian's inscription on that book quite literally. Better than Sid. Beam me up. To be continued.